You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to episode 24 of BNI, The Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and once again, we're here with our Executive Director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. Back on Zoom, unfortunately, but we will push on and bring you a podcast every week like we always do. Well, we do, and this is the safest way to do a podcast, isn't it, Brent? We get still get the information out there and everyone's staying at home and staying safe. Yes, yes, and for those of you who are back doing B&I meetings and uh, having a great time, we envy you again right now. So, <laughs> But uh, we'll push on and, um, you know, down in Victoria, we'll do our best. Well, we are, and B&I is still generating fantastic business for all of its wonderful members across Australia. So for those of you who are listening, our B&I members, and those of you who may be interested in finding out a little bit more about B&I, B&I Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation which is built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation and our service is designed to offer its members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts and most importantly, business referrals. Now, Brent, I'd like to take this opportunity to just let all of our national members know about the 7th of August 2020. We've got a very special event coming up. Absolutely. We're putting on Australia's biggest BNI meeting. So we're looking to have 500 people there. We get a special guest, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Very and we're Sorry? Very, very special? special yes. Yeah, very special guest. And uh, we're raising funds for the BNI Australia Foundation, which is a terrible, charitable foundation um, supported by the management of BNI Australia. So um, this event's going to be an opportunity to network with other business people through BNI, other BNI members throughout Australia. There's going to be breakout rooms and there's going to be an opportunity to actually be a part of the ARCS, the founder session with uh, with Dr. Ivan uh, Meisner as part of it. And he'll also be doing a, uh, a keynote as part of, the, uh, part of the program as well. So that's on the 7th of August at 12.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And uh, there will be communication going out on all social media channels from your executive directors on how you can actually book in to be a part of it and possibly uh, get to meet Dr Ivan Meissner by going to the draw by buying a ticket for good, which is an extra charitable donation. And we're getting people in already, which is which is great. I know. We've actually had people buying tickets ahead of time. I'd just like to remind people that it is on a Friday. Uh, it is only two hours uh, and it's a really great way to not only network with other people across the country, but also for our new BNI members. If you're new to the organisation and you really want to get a real, really good feel about uh, the community of BNI and how we support each other, especially through these challenging times, get yourself a ticket. And if you get an opportunity to speak to Ivan Meisner, well, I'll be very jealous because I'm looking forward to going into that drawer as well. Anyway, I could talk all day and we'll come back to that. Why don't you introduce our very special guest today? 
Well, we're off to the Gold Coast today, and I wish I was off to the Gold Coast yeah, right now. I love, the, I love the Goldie. I love going up there. But, uh, yeah, that's my pity party at the moment over. But um, we're uh, talking to a member from the Gold Coast, Sharon Watson, who is an 11-year member in total, and the last stint has been seven. And she's going to explain why it's not 11 right through. Uh, she's from Watmar Electrical and Air, and uh, she looks after air conditioning, and her, her chapter is the uh, Beachside chapter on the Gold Coast, which is a fairly large chapter too. Um, up, I think they might even seen today that they were the biggest chapter in Australia. So this is uh, well done. This is this is timely that you're on our podcast that they're the biggest chapter in Australia. I think currently 54, uh, your executive director, Elena, was telling me. And I love Elena too. She's a good mate of mine. Um, so we ask all our guests, Sharon, welcome, but uh, how'd you find out about BNI? When and where and who brought you along? Thank you. Um, yeah, I have been around the BNI world for a long time now. Um, a million years ago, back in 2007, I worked for an electrical, big electrical retailer, national electrical retailer, who were actually, um, they don't exist anymore. But when I took over as a business development manager for the Gold Coast, one of the store managers said to me, oh, you have to go to this networking thing that I go to. I can't do it anymore and you need to go and, and you should be doing it. So um, he took me along to uh, breakfast of a chapter um, at that stage. Um, they're still here on the coast. They're called the Hub Chapter. They're also, I think they were the number one for results, the Hub Chapter uh, for June. So they've been around a long time too. But I think they are about 18 members back in those days and so he dragged me along and um, I took over the membership and um, off we went from um, for an electrical retail from an electrical retail point of view um, being I was a no-brainer I think that first year I think I wrote about two hundred thousand dollars worth of business for that uh, electrical retail store without really doing a great deal of work I just used to show up to breakfast and chat to some my new friends so yeah it was awesome it was awesome amazing well wow, so um for someone like I like to think for someone in in uh, who's responsible for bringing sales in, it's like, hey, it's just opened up this this market where just business is coming in, and that was back in two thousand and seven. So we're we're a lot different to what we are now, and yeah, and absolutely. and that was with an eighteen member chapter, and that's that's considered on the small size these days, but. Back in two thousand and seven, it was it was it was fairly average size back then too. So yeah. um, yep. Yeah, so you've been a member of BNI for seven years this time around, but uh, you seem to start a business, join a chapter, and then build the business up, and then sell the business, and then you have to get out of BNI because the person takes the membership yeah. with them. So tell us a little bit about that because it's yeah. amazing. That's exactly how it's happened. So twice now. Uh, so when I worked for that electrical retailer, um, I moved on from them after about three years and the membership stayed um, with the store. Um, it was funny, the first couple of times I renewed my membership that time, I had a big fight with the national um, sales director of that group, um, trying to explain to him what B&I was because it's difficult to try and explain it. And so in the end, I just put my numbers in front of him and said, you know, it generates about 50% of my um, sales budget for you know what in those days was about a grand a year so um so yeah then I left that left that position and the membership stayed with them and I went into business for myself at that time and I set up um, a training business a registered training organization and that business um I, I grew that business over about I don't know two and a half three years I guess and then um, at the same time I'd been building my electrical I'd set up this electrical and air conditioning business as well 
Um, and eventually we sold the training organisation um, to our biggest client who ended up purchasing that from us. And that was one of the provisos of the sale was that the, the BNI membership went with it. They were very keen to make sure they had that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, of course, the BNI membership often does stay with the person, with the human and not with the business, but it was a proviso of the sale. So um, so the business and the BNI membership uh, went together. And so the minute that happened, um, I just started, I went back to just running our electrical and air conditioning business, which was in its infancy at that stage, um, and straight away went looking for um, a membership. And uh, the chapter that I'd been in, the hub chapter, they already had an electrician, so I had to leave that chapter, chapter unfortunately, and, and uh, to another chapter, a little tiny chapter on the Gold Coast at that time called Venus, which I think had about 13 members. So, um, yeah, I can remember saying to my husband at the time, you know, you need to be ready. I'll bring business home from this chapter on day one. If they haven't had an electrician for a couple of years, there'll be business sitting there on the table. Um, and I think he thought I was an idiot. But, um, yeah, sure enough, I bought home, I think, a referral that day that was about a $2,500 job. So um, whilst he would never go to B&I, um, he tells everybody that they should do it. So, um, so yeah, and then um, over time I moved from that chapter I had to change chapters because we I couldn't attend on the day of the week that that chapter um, met. And, um, yeah, so I've been to a couple more chapters in that time. I helped to launch a chapter, um, which is still going on the Gold Coast, and I've ended up now at Beachside. So, yeah, it's been amazing. Well, Veronica, you think you've been around B&I for a bit here, but Sharon, uh, <laughs> she's done just about everything so far. I think so. I just wanted to clarify. So when you first came into BNI, you were working for another company. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I was the business development manager for them. I think this is a really interesting um, pickup that we need to educate possible members with because some people come to BNI and say, look, I couldn't join because, you know, I work for someone else. But when I started with BNI, I was working for a national funeral director at the time and I got a letter in the mail from a local solicitor that said, oh, would you like to come to a networking group? And I couldn't wait to get out of the office and meet some people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking if you're working for someone, and especially if you have a sales budget, you should not be missing an opportunity to go to one of these breakfasts. Yeah, it's so true. We, um, I have a business development manager now in our business here, and he came to start, he started work with us in January 2019. And my husband said to me at the time, how are you going to generate leads for this guy? Like, how, is he just going to generate his own leads or what's he going to do? I said, no, I'm going to whack him in a BNI chapter and that will take care of that. Um, and that pretty much is what happened. So, yeah, that'll fix that. And so, um, you know, that chapter that he's still in that chapter is actually currently the president of that chapter and they're at 45 members and it generates, you know, there's 45 warm leads for him to speak to straight away. So, um, yeah, it's, it's part of our, whenever I put on a salesperson now, that would it's, it, we would, we, it's part of our hiring process. If we're going to hire somebody in a sales role, they have to be somebody that will fit into the BNI culture because we know it's such a good free kick for them. So, yeah, it's part of our strategy. So, so those, um, uh, the great thing about what we do now, and I started as an employee as well in BNI 20 years ago. So, um, uh, my employer said, Where are you getting all this new business from? And I said, BNI. And back then he said, okay, well, I don't have a problem paying for the membership anymore. but um, And I was quite happy with that. But these days, we don't have to record it or track it. We have BNI Connect, which can show the income on our dashboard, which we never had back in the day. So 
that's a value add. And management don't understand the value or don't understand what you're doing unless you show them the figures in front of them and said, okay, well, we've made this much out of it uh, for this much uh, time and uh, time and monetary value. You know, do you think it's worth our while now? And we have those cold hard facts in B&I Connect that we could just pull up and show them our phone from our app and said, oh, that's how much we turned over from this. Do you want to keep going or not? And uh, they, yeah. they're pretty silly if they make the decision the other way. But you've obviously used it as a marketing strategy for all your businesses, and that's what businesses should use it as. This is a mm. marketing strategy where you, you put people into a group and, okay, here's a great place you can build relationships and and bring in referrals and just by working this system. And, and one of the things when you're employing people and you're thinking about that, you really need to put that into your employment contract as a as a condition, especially for a breakfast meeting. Some people mm-hmm. get into your job and say, oh, I'm not going to get up at you know five o'clock in the morning to go to a 7 a.m. meeting. Well, hang on, this is part of your employment contract. So what you're taking there, you know, what you're giving them there, you probably have to take away somewhere else. For example, I'll you know, well, you can knock off early on Wednesdays in or, or something like that. And uh, this is part of your working day and make mm. it part of their particular business. But um, you've written a fair bit of business out of, uh, you know, millions yeah. of dollars worth of out of millions B&I of through, through working this. So can you tell us a li- little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, it's funny because I've been around the B&I system now for so long, Um you know, I don't focus on what comes from B&I because so much of it does, you know, and I've, I'm well past the point of wondering whether it works. But, um, yeah, we've just clocked, I think we're $2.2 million now just for this business in the seven years that we've been um, in B&I this time. And it's funny when people ask me all the time about, you know, how have you grown a business to that level in such a short time and what marketing strategies do you use? And I always try to talk to them about B&I and, and, and by and large these days, Every time somebody says to me, where, where did you, how did you get that client? I dig deep into it and somewhere down the line, you know, it'll have B&I all over it. There'll be, there'll be some hand of B&I in it, you know, involved in it. Our, um, our, our three biggest clients that we still work with now all came from B&I. And, you know, um, all three of those clients are um, ongoing work that, you know, we work for them constantly and, we don't compete against anybody. We've built relationships initially from B&O referrals. And, you know, it's funny because only one of them was actually a member. The other two are biggest clients and not even members of B&I. They were just referred to us by a B&I member. So, yeah, it's been it's been amazing, really amazing. Wow. So so referrals are bringing in millions of dollars to your business through what we do. Yeah, yeah. But I find it hard sometimes to imagine what it is like for someone in a business who doesn't know about BNI, and I know that you're very ignorant of you because when you're immersed in it, as I am, I just can't imagine my life without it, without the relationships, without the opportunities, and especially during this COVID time, without yeah. knowing that I've got that routine and that meeting every week that I turn up to, and that network of people that are always there. Yeah, no matter absolutely. What, always there. I just I can't imagine what business for me would be like without BNI. Yeah, it's a really good point. Often when I'm telling people about BNI and they, you know, obviously they understand that you get business from it and everything, I always make a big a bit of a tongue in cheek joke. You know, I say to them, you ever need to be, you ever need a lawyer at two o'clock in the morning for anything naughty? You know, I've got five in my chapter. I'm sure one of them's going to pick up when I call at two o'clock in the morning and say. 
I'm in trouble, please come, you know. So, and while we make that, we say that as a joke, you know, it's the same thing with a plumber. If I woke up and there's, you know, ankle deep water in my house, um, the plumber in my chapter will answer my call. He'll know that I'm calling, you know, for something really serious. And, you know, you don't want to be Googling plumber water leak at two o'clock in the morning when you don't have a contact, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's those sorts of, that sort of level of support in addition to the amount of business that you get uh, from it. I agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, you know, that um, because I come from the, this business is in the trades world, you know, in the um, traditional construction style trades, we've been referring to each other since, you know, the beginning of time. The plumber always knows the sparky and the sparky knows the painter and all of those sorts of things. Um, so we sort of feel like BNI is a real extension of that and put some formal structure around what the trades have always been doing. Um, it's like, you know, we can formalise that and, and, and attract professionals to us in the same way that the trades have been referring to each other always. So, yeah, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, so the referral process is... Oh, we got a bit of weird audio there, sorry. Uh, the referral process is, yeah, it's, it's really been going on informally in a lot of industries beforehand. And what B&I, the B&I meeting does is makes it formal. That's right. And, and makes yeah. it something you can leverage off and count on without just coming you know, by chance and uh, by those years of relationships, you know, usually those other re referrals have come from years of relationships and building that credibility. Mm. So um, B&I's taken you to the other side of the world as well. <laughs> so, um, Veronica, yeah. you may not know, but we are, we are in the midst of a member extravaganza winner. Uh, Sharon won the oh. member extravaganza for, for a region a few years ago and got to join us in Los Angeles for the... Um, that probably was the last BNI conference in Los Angeles at Global. Yeah, I think it's been in Asia since then. Yeah. Convention. Oh, it's been around the world. It's been Asia, Poland. It's oh, that's right. Yeah. It's supposed to be in Florida this year. Mm. Uh, I can safely say I'm not going anywhere near Florida this year. I can tell I you that right now. I was planning yeah. on being there this year. I was going to work really hard. And then my dreams all fell in a pile. <laughs> oh, all pre-COVID, all pre we were planning to be there. <laughs> So, yeah. Sharon, can you tell us a little bit about how you won the member extravaganza yeah. and what your experience was at the global convention? Yeah, it was amazing. So um, I was at a chapter called um, Elite at that stage, and that was a chapter that um, I had put a staff member in um, in, in the startup phase, and uh, that staff member um, couldn't attend, and so I ended up taking over his membership in that chapter. And the first year... Um, I think they launched, back in those days, they let us launch with 25 members and we launched with 25 and we got up to 35. And, and of course, you get to the end of the first year and sometimes in a new chapter it's challenging because people, they step off, you know. It's that first year of renewal is always the hardest in a, in a new chapter. And I think we bottomed out at about 13 members, something like that. It was touch and go and they wanted to, you know, put us back into relaunch and all that sort of stuff. And myself, by that stage, I was the VP, I think, and... Um, I'd come to that chapter with the plan to not hold a role for a while. I'd heard a while in a B&I chapter for about six years in a row or whatever it was, and um, in the two weeks after I arrived, the, v the VP left, so I ended up in the VP's role, and there I was at a chapter of, as a VP that had bottomed out at 13 members and they were going to relaunch us. So I thought, well, wasn't either death knell for this chapter. So anyway, we made a pact as a team that we would not, that wouldn't happen, and we would regrow the chapter and we we set a big, hairy, audacious goal of being 40 members by the end of the year. Um, 
anyway, and we got to 40. Um, it was wow. a wild ride. We, um, we didn't renew a couple of members, which was a really tough decision to make when you're really small like that. Yeah. Um, but we did so well and we got to 40. We won chapter. We won most improved uh, chapter. We won chapter of the year for the region. Um, and in the extravaganza period, we had grown by 10 members, of which I had sponsored five. So it was a good show. It was a good chance to win. And we were the only chapter on the Gold Coast that qualified for extravaganza that that year. So out of the 10 tickets, I had five. So it was a pretty good chance to win. Um, and I still remember I was on the roof of the building counting air conditioners when Frederick rang me um, to talk to me about the trip. And um, I remember Frederick ringing and saying, um, is that the famous Sharon Watson? And I said, well, that depends on who you are. If you're the police, no, <laughs> it's not. And um, anyway, I'd never been out of Australia in my life. And, uh, you know, so I was like a late 40s female without even a passport and multiple surnames from marriages, et cetera. So it was a bit of a process to get me to LA. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so off we went um, to LA. My partner came with me and we went and spent um, a few days in Vegas first, as you do. Um, got over jet lag in the crazy town that is Vegas and, and then went along to the extravaganza and, and um, my partner, my husband, um, didn't, you know, didn't take a huge amount of notice of being I until he found himself in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. He was like, maybe I'd better take a bit more notice of this. And, um, of course, I was like, <laughs> I was beside myself with excitement. He said, I think you're more excited about meeting Ivan Meisner than you would be if you were meeting you know, the Rolling Stones or something. And I said, I actually am. I'm so excited. Oh, no, I feel the same way. I <laughs> so totally like that. And, um, yeah, and so it's funny. I've written a couple of blogs about um, my experience over there. I've, we went to, um, on the first day, you go to a cocktail party. All the extravaganza winners went to a cocktail party. Oh, actually, no, our region, the Australian region, went to a cocktail party where um, Dr. Meisner was there and we all got to ask him a question and, um and yeah, I'd had a book for him to sign that my cat had chewed on, but I'd taken it anyway. And and um, I got him to sign the book and, and I asked him, you know, I, I said to him, what's your best tip for growing a chapter? Because, of course, we'd just grown this chapter from 13 to 40 in seven months or something crazy like that. And, and, um, and he said it's just a matter of just applying the process. You just, if you just follow the process, you know, and um, Frederick had told him about me and he said, he said, oh, I've heard about you and it's never good when people say that in my world. So, um, yeah, so he said, you're the girl that grew the chapter and I thought, oh, it was a team effort and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, that was his that was his, his point there was to follow the, just follow the process. Don't step away. It's just it's a tried and true process. And um, But if you just follow it, it works. And we were evidence of that, that we had just been unfailingly committed the entire chapter had been committed to hitting 40 and, and, and we did. So, so yeah, the extravaganza trip was crazy. Um, it was awesome. The conference was like, uh, it was like, it was insane. Music, lights, celebrities, crazy Australian, like different countries all doing their different cultural stuff on the entrance. It was, yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. And I think on day three, we went all of the extravaganza winners uh, worldwide went to a lunch as well and Dr Meisner spoke at that he came and spoke to each of us at the tables as well but and I've written a blog about this actually he he talked about this thing called the butterfly effect and um 
I've told this story so many times. It's probably it's his story, but I tell it. Um, but he he found himself on on Necker Island one day, which is Richard Branson's island, and he was in the Great Room, which in those days on Necker was the only room that had good internet. And uh, Richard Branson came and said to him, you know, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm, you know, he had to write something. He had to write an article or something. And Richard Branson said to him, oh, well, when you finished your article, you know, we're all out in the pool, come out and have cocktails. And, and you know, Dr. Miser watched him walk away and he thought to himself, how do I, how have I found myself here? How do I find myself here on in this man's company, in this man's home, having him say, when you're done with your work, come and, have a cocktail by the pool and um, anyway went back through the story of how he ended up there and it was about nine people deep the story of how he'd ended up there it was somebody that he, you know all these people that had referred him there and he calls it the butterfly effect you know the effect that butterflies flap their wings in a group and that the weather changes and it was one of the best ways I'd ever heard B&I described was that you know it is very much that whole you know can be 10 people deep to get to the person you need to you need to get to so yeah, extravaganza was a life-changing experience for us and, um, yeah, all of the overseas trip was pretty cool, but the B&I thing was just amazing, so, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if you, um, I'm sure if you, sorry, my audio's got a bit funny again. I'm sure if you, um, you search through uh, Dr. Ivan Weiss's podcast with the butterfly effect, you'll find him. he tells the story, Harry reverse engineered that. It is a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. And the global convention is like B and I on steroids, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. Uh, people come along and never been to it before, and it's totally out of control. And, and especially that morning where the members' day, where um, all the different countries welcome the members, and how crazy that has got. I have to say that is Australia's fault because Australia, really? yeah, Australia were the first people. They just used to have a table uh, where people could go and meet people from other countries, but we stepped it up and we stepped it up and we stepped it up and now it's just got totally out of control and uh, we can't even keep up with some of the things other countries are doing and uh, in Poland it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. crazy but, um, it was crazy. It was where I got my Vegemite from because I didn't take enough Vegemite with me to America and um, so I remember pilfering some off the Australian stand because they had the little sachets of Vegemite and I was desperately missing Vegemite by that stage. But what the other countries do was just, yeah, you, it was overwhelming, <laughs> crazy. I think I smuggled that into the States. Right, good. Well done, thank you. <laughs> because you probably remember at that same time when that event was going on, the American election was going on. That yes. was when Donald Trump was elected and, and um, I can 16. remember being at B&I things in the morning and watching the TV at night and watching Trump be elected thinking, how is this happening? It was it was a crazy week, you know, in the, in the US. That's what yeah, well, it was an amazing time. I actually, uh, that just digressing, I mean, that week I was I went to Texas uh, first to uh, to see a NASCAR race and oh. then and then back to um, back to LA. And uh, the difference between the different political divides between Texas and Los Angeles was really amazing, and it was yeah. just amazing. It was an amazing time to actually be there uh, with all that happening. So it's totally. a story you can tell your grandkids for sure. <laughs> so um, you're real. It's great to have you on here, Sharon. You've been a real superstar. Um, Thanks. What would you be your tip for a fellow member to achieve success? And you've 
you have achieved so much. I think I've counted you've been at about five chapters over time too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds bad, but it's not as bad as it sounds. By necessity. It's by <laughs> necessity. Right. We've well, got yeah. to say that. So yeah. uh, what would be your uh, success tip, please? Uh, look, there's a few, but I think um, I think probably the thing I'm really focused on at the moment is just to be really bold and specific with who you're looking for. Like there's probably no referral too big um, for you to be asking for, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who the company is or how big they are, you just never know who's in the room. And I remember Dr Meisner talking about that too, like who's in your room because you just don't know who knows, I don't know, Meghan Markle or, you know, whoever it is that you want to meet or who you need to talk to that to just be really specific about that and, and find out the person's name and, and ask for that. And it's something I've really focused on um, more recently about really specific people because, you know, every now and then you say something and a visitor is in the room and you, they didn't hear you say in your 30 seconds that you do air conditioning or whatever you do, but they go, oh, yeah, that's my brother. I know him. I can connect you to him. And, yeah, so it's just about that being really, really specific about who you're looking for, I think is really important. And just before we go, what were we dressed? What were we dressed up as at the members' day? Oh. Were we kangaroos or something? I think you were some sort of wildlife koalas or something like that. I don't think I we've think. ever done koalas. Oh, I can't remember. I remember it just being that space outside the room was packed solid with people. And, but then there were all these crazy loonies with things on their heads, dancing to different music and doing a conga line. And I thought, what goes on here? This, what is what is inside the room if this is what's going on outside the room? <laughs> <laughs> that was in the other world, Sharon, the other world. Who, who said B&I isn't a cult? Seriously. Okay. We are so funny. It's funny, Brent. People often say that to me, it's a cult and... I never deny that. I say, you know what? Do you know why cults work? Because there's a system of processes and everybody follows them and they get an outcome, which is a positive outcome. It may not be something that we believe in, but when there's a set of systems and a set of processes and you follow them to the letter, you get the outcome that you desire. So, And truly, if you're part of a system that brings you $2.2 million worth of business, call it whatever you want to. Yeah. <laughs> you be a part of it. <laughs> Okay, Sharon, thank you. Where can people find you or where can people find your blog to contact you? Um, so we're on um, our website, www.watmar.net.au. Or if you're on the Gold Coast, we're in lovely Arundel, spin by. I've got a really nice coffee machine. Fantastic. I might take you up on that when I get to the Gold Coast, when that may be. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time today, Sharon. It's been great, great stories. We've really loved it. And uh, and you're an absolute superstar and all the best with the remainder of your B&I experience. Awesome. Remember Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Sharon. Uh, what a fantastic guest, Brent. And I think the thing that really stands out for me is you know that I um, I have also been in B&I in a couple of, well, three different categories and two different chapters over I had two and a half years with one chapter and then a sabbatical of about four years before coming to the, to the chapter I'm in now, is that B&I is a marketing strategy. You don't need to come to B&I feeling like that you joined at the hip with that chapter. It will move with you and the changes within your own business. Yeah, and it's got, we've got better at what we're doing over time as well. 
And I think oh. the evidence of the business that we're doing makes it a, a really attractive marketing strategy and tool for every business if they've got staff and they require sales, they should be looking at BNI. Absolutely. If you make BNI a part of your business, you'll get business results. And that's what I always say. Yeah. So what is your tip for the week? Because I know that the feedback is always, they love your advice and uh, and tips about BNI and how to make it better. Instead of the feedback coming through my microphone today, so um, but I do apologise for that. My, my tip for this week is um, to invite weekly. Find someone to invite to your chapter every week. Now, there's a good chance you're not going to have a really good hit rate of people you invite, but if you just invite one person every now and then, you're probably you know, only going to get a person along every few months. But if you invite someone each week, there's a good chance you'll get at least one person a month along to your chapter as a guest. So everyone you meet, invite them along. And if you get 25% of that, you get one person a month. I think it's really great too that we need to let members know to invite everyone that you know to be part of BNI. They don't always have to be people who are going to join. That would be fabulous if you can grow your chapter at the same time. But how many fantastic stories are there of people who come along as visitors and bring thousands of dollars worth of business to the members in the room? Well, people have a lot of trouble inviting and, and the thing with BNI groups, I, I like to say it's like, have you ever had your car run out of petrol and trying to push it up an incline? I haven't and personally, but I can imagine that wouldn't be comfortable. A lot of people probably have, but, um, you know, we did when we were kids, we used to do it all the time. But um, you push it up an incline and if you stop pushing, guess what it does? Flattens you. It wants to come back at you. And B&I groups are the same. So you really got to keep those visitors coming through and inviting. Yeah. Otherwise, your groups will go backwards. They won't grow. So inviting is a key part of where our potential clients for our businesses and our potential members come from. But without those potential clients, it's like having a storefront without anyone walking through the store. You're not going to make a... Uh, without anyone walking into the store, you're not going to make a sale. So B&I, without any visitors, you're not going to grow or get more business from people not coming in. So, you know, constant inviting is really important. And uh, if you stop it, you start to go backwards. Yeah, just fantastic advice and really relevant considering we're trying to grow our beautiful membership in Australia. Well, thank you very, Steve, uh, Steve, to our producer for making sure that we're back on Zoom and everything is running smoothly. A couple of little uh, technical issues in the background that we can hear, but that's the new world we're living in, folks. We're still getting it out there. We're all still turning up and we're delivering some fantastic information and success stories of BNI. Thank you, Brent. Thanks, me. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everyone.